Well, let me welcome back Coach Taylor. Coach, you got team updates for us. <clears throat> oh, man, it's just from a team standpoint, from a player standpoint, I should say, um, guys are Guys are putting in the work, putting in the necessary. They're putting in the necessary work that they need to do in phase two of where we're at in our program. You know, we talked about six phases. Phase one is you know January building the base. Phase two is you know now you're you're lifting and you you begin some running things. Phase three is is um, spring practice. Uh, phase four is obviously your summer running and training. Phase five is training camp, and phase six is when the season comes. So we're in phase two. Guys are doing a good job um, showing up, um, trying to get one percent better each day. And um, you know, getting a fast start in the classroom from a coaching staff from a coaching staff standpoint, um, our O line coach is out in California. Uh, he's crushing it right now, man. He's doing a good job out there as far as getting in front of kids and a lot of kids with applications out there. And you know, we're, he's doing a great job of being very personable. Um, we have a couple coaches in house, um, obviously working on recruiting. Um, we have a bigger a big kid coming in from California this Saturday, so got to make sure we get that right. <clears throat> and we're obviously working on this, on spring practice, man. Just Things we want to get implemented, things we have to see, things we got to clean up, things we will never, things we won't do because we didn't like it, and um, you know, obviously, I'm always have my eye on fundraising too as well. So that's fantastic. I like it. Well, coach, obviously, the big news from this past week was the Super Bowl. So I'll give you a chance to just give your overall thoughts before we dive into some of the questions fans have for this week. Yeah, yeah. I thought, man, from a just from a standpoint of the preparation. Um, that it took from both staffs. You know, I thought the guys obviously were ready to play. Um, I thought the quarterback play was really good. Um, it was just very interesting watching the back and forth, the situational ball that happened in there with the with the with the special teams and the, and I guess you can call it a muff punt. You know, which which really hurt uh, the Niners. Um, you know, the extra point. I think it was an extra point. Or it was a field goal or extra point that got blocked, and that really hurt on the Niners, man. And then you know. Just that whole situation of the overtime, you know, something that, you know, we talk about a lot, um, you know, just weekly. Now, college overtime and NFL overtime is different. But, you know, just being able to, you know, take go on defense first, um, I think is always critical because then, you know, you, you, you have an idea, not an idea, you'll know what you need to do. You need to score a touchdown, you need a field goal, you need a touchdown at two points. So um, just I thought it was very interesting. Now, again, Mike, uh, Kyle, yeah, Kyle Shanahan makes a lot more money than me, so – I'm sure he took the ball for uh, a particular reason, but, you know, I just know um, when you look back at it, it's like, man, you know, if you go on defense first, at least you can see what's going on. So it's a lot of different things that went into it, too, because you can make the argument that their, the Niners' defense was just on the field and they were gassed. But, you know, so there's a lot of different ways you could spin it. But what a game. What a game. We're going to come back to that question here in just a little bit. So let's first of all start with Clay, who says that he thought that the first half was kind of boring, but the second half was a lot more exciting did you feel that the teams were a little nervous during the first half? Um, I'm sure there were absolutely, man. I'm sure there were nerves. You know, I don't think anybody, myself included, um, does. You know, we don't know what goes on in a man's head before he get ready to kick a ball off on a Sunday football game, let, let alone the Super Bowl. So, absolutely, there were. I'm assuming there were nerves, and um, you know, they were a little bit tight. But I mean, it was some good defense in the in the first. In the, it was good defense playing that whole game. So, you know, I want to be careful that we don't we don't slight the defenses too. Mike says a lot of people are criticizing Kyle Shanahan's decision to take the ball in overtime. What was your thoughts when he decided to do that? Yeah, with me um, being a little bit ignorant, too, I didn't even realize the rules had kind of changed a little bit. I just know from a standpoint in college football, you know, in NFL in the regular season, you know, they, they flip a coin, kick it off. You know, if you score a touchdown, it's over. If you score a field goal, the other team gets the ball. 
well, overtime was I didn't even realize it changed in the, in the playoffs that you know, you're going to get you're going to get it twice. Anyway, but long story longer, I would uh, definitely take in the take in play defense first. Play go play defense first, man, and, and see what you got to get. You know, that's just the rule of thumb um, in, in college overtime and then. Um, in regular overtime, it's a little different. Now, playoff overtime, Super Bowl, it's a little different. So you just got to make sure you know your strategy is and what you want to do. So, Brandon would like to know, how do you like the overtime rules, and do you think that they are fairer than what they used, they play during the regular season? I, you know what? I, you know, I don't have a big opinion on it. I mean, just making sure you know what the rules are is, is the most important thing. you got to play the game, man. It's just got to play within the confines of it. So, um, yeah, this what it is in, in NFL football in the, in the playoffs slash in playoffs slash Super Bowl. You know, you uh, you, you got to, you know, it starts a new game. You know, it starts a new game. So, Greg says, do you think that the super the third Super Bowl championship for Andy Reid is as enjoyable as the first or second? He's not saying it's routine, but do you think that it is as enjoyable as the first two? I think it's better. Um, I really do. I think it's better because now you start talking, you start putting yourself in elite, in elite. He's already, I thought he was already an elite coach, but now you start talking about, you know, if you want to start talking about top five coaches, I mean, you've got to, I think Andy Reid has got to be in there with Belichick, um, maybe uh, Bill Walsh, right? Bill Walsh, Belichick. Um, probably got to put Andy, you got to put Andy Reid in there. Um, you know, Don Shula, you, know, you got to put him in there. I think uh, Don Coriel was one a, a chain, a, um, a game-changing coach, and you know how everybody knows how I feel about Mike Tomlin. So, I think you get, you put Andy Reid in that in that category right there. So, Evander would like to know how many more Super Bowls do you think Patrick Mahomes has to be has to win to be talked about as the greatest of all time? Well, it's funny you say that because I since I started sending out text messages to my family and my uh, college roommates, I think arguably right now I would always you know I would say it's Brady. For me, it'd be Brady. Um, Montana, uh, Peyton Manning, uh, Warren Moon, and Marino. Now with 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 what uh, Mahomes did, you know, I said Warren Moon comes out and 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 Mahomes goes in for me. So that's that's Coach Taylor's top five quarterbacks of all time. So I, I, you know, he wasn't, but Mahomes is in it now. He got three. He's in it. <laughs> Ryan would like to know if you've ever been on a team that won a state or county or conference championship. Um, college, yeah, college, college. I was fortunate to our 1999 team was uh, we 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 ran a table in the, in the Missouri Valley, we went six and zero, and we made a deep run into the playoffs, and that was really fun. So that conference championship was was really was really fun. And then actually, my first year coaching at Valparaiso in 2003, another conference championship win. Yeah, okay, excuse me, camp, champ, champ, conference championship team, which was really cool. So uh, I'd say yeah, those, those were the two. Um, yeah, those are the two. Those are the two that I've been fortunate to be a part of. Cindy would like to get your critique of the halftime show. You know what? I thought I was gonna, I thought I was going to, um, not watch the halftime show. But you know, I, I mean, it came on, and obviously, you know, I know Usher is, you know, he's a guy that is around the same age, so it's kind of cool. I kind of watched him come up. So I actually watched that whole thing. I thought it was pretty good. That guy got on some roller skates. Man, he did a good job, man. He was up there with Alicia Keys. I mean, Ludacris came out. It was pretty good. I thought it was. I thought it was a really good. I thought it was a really good show, actually. Dan says, "Coach, I'll be honest with you. I don't really watch the Super Bowl because I'm not much of a football fan, but the commercials are really awesome. So, did you have a favorite commercial during the Super Bowl? 
Oh, man, I'm the worst at that, too, because I was trying to keep track of which one I liked. Um, dang, man, I'm, I'm the worst at it. You know, and I had a, I had a couple written down that I liked. Um, I don't think it was State Farm. Dang. Um, yeah, I, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm par- I can't remember. I, I cannot remember. See, I like to know you're writing stuff down. See, you're anticipating these questions now, so I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Sandra would like to know, when football season ends, do you lament that for a while, or do you simply move on to the next thing? No, no, no. You got to go through that with a fine fine comb um, and just think about all the things that you did, what you didn't like, uh, what you did good, uh, personnel, coaching staff, um, support staff, athletic training staff. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot that goes into it, man. So, you, you know, by the time we get to now, it's like we're starting to compartmentalize and getting ready for, you know, what we, how we move forward with our program. So, yeah, man, you, know, you don't just, you don't just, uh, you don't just throw it away. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go back through that, man. You gotta own, you gotta own a lot of things that happened in the course of a season. So. We return back to Joe's question from last week. He'd still like to know the biggest risk you've ever taken. Yes, I mean I put some time and thought into it. Um, and I would say it's probably professionally it was a risk, but I mean it ended up working itself out, right? And I always feel like that, you know. When I left Bucknell, you know, um, willingly on my own, you know, having a Division One DB's job, you know, to come to Division Three school to coordinate, you know, that was a, that was a big risk. And that was a big risk, and I was betting on myself and. It was more so, again, I loved my time at Bucknell. I loved the guys I worked with. That was really a, actually the best staff I've ever worked on, you know, just as far as how we worked um, and then just the people on that staff. Not that there's bad people here, but it was just really good coaches um, on that staff and really good people. So to leave that and come out here with Chad Rogaszewski was a big risk. But I knew Chad was a good ball coach good, and, more, more importantly, a better person. Uh, so I wanted to come out and try to help him get his thing fixed. So going from a Division One um, scholarship school to Division Three. Um, non-scholarship. That was a big career risk, and they obviously ended up working itself out because now, you know, they would elevate to a head coach. And honestly, if I would have stayed at Bucknell, probably head coaching probably wasn't going to be, you know, in my in, in my repertoire because at that level, you know, you're you're basically just chasing different jobs at that point. You know, and I didn't want to I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be a little more stable and, like I said, come out and work with a good person. Didn't realize he was going to leave after three years, and then I was able to, you know, I was able to to, to secure a head job. So. A lot of people will coach for 40, 35 to 40 years, and they'll never get that opportunity to be a head coach. So I'm very fortunate and blessed. So like I said, it was a risk, but it ended up working itself out. So Glad you made that choice. Owen would like to know, I'm sure he's looking for advice here. Um, do you believe that flowers or candy are the better Valentine's Day gift? Depends on the person. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta know your audience, man. You gotta know your audience. I can't give you the answers to the test if you don't know your audience. I don't know. You gotta know the audience. Um, uh, I don't think you can ever go wrong with flowers. So I would say go flowers. But you know, if 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 the, if the person has a sweet tooth, you, know, you might want to go candy. So you gotta know the audience. Well, we're gonna learn something personal about Coach Taylor today. Emmy would like to know. She says Valentine's Day is coming soon. Are you sweet on anyone right now? I might sweet on anybody. No, no, not sweet on anybody right now. Just keeping everything, keeping everything level-headed, and just keep, continue to keep it moving, man. Business as usual. And what are our words of wisdom for this week? 
Well, I'd say this, you know, I, I'm fortunate, luckily enough, to, you know, get in front of the team um, after they run. I just told those guys, you know, it's just, it's just fun. The best part of my day is being around our guys. I'm sitting behind this desk and looking at budgets and trying to find coaches and trying to recruit kids, which I do enjoy the recruiting part of it. Um, I was just saying just you know, compete, right? Learn how to compete, man. Compete in everything that you do. You know, if you're playing video games on a weekend or video games on a Thursday night, try to win. And everything that you do, man, try to be the first person in class. You want to get that A. You want to have the highest grade in that class. You know, just competing in everything. So that was the message today, man. Our strength coach did a good job of setting up some competition drills today and watching those guys compete. And that was the message to him, man. Just learn how to compete. I said, some of you guys are going to have a hard life if, you, if you're scared to compete. So man, that's what we're trying to teach these guys, man. It's, it's good to compete. And, and if you fall on your face, you got to get back up. So competition was is, is, is the, the words of wisdom for today. So I like it. Coach Taylor, thanks for joining us this week. All right. Thanks for listening.